Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And I'm very, ooh, you sound happier than normal. <laughs> but I am, I'm really happy. Um, very, I'm home. I'm not dead, which, right. is, really, which is really, really good. This is going to be our bonus episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the road trip. And the reason is because next week's episode or this week's episode on, right. that we have on Friday is already done, which is another reason why I'm really, really happy because <laughs> who did we interview? We interviewed famed Lamborghini test driver Valentino Balboni. Awesome. And it was it was very it was cool. amazing. It's we just one got, you guys will have to make a point to listen. To. Yeah. So that, I'm really happy that we got to do that. And I'm also happy I'm not dead. Um, and you don't have a ticket. I don't have a ticket. <laughs> and why would I have a ticket? Jake? <laughs> well, so I, I get to the studio here this afternoon and Chris is like, hey, let's let's go take the car out real quick. And my only and we're talking about my my this new, is this is the new 19, Mercedes. Yeah, the AMG. 1990, the 1998 C43 AMG that I just brought back. And we're going to get to that story in a second, but. But we'll we'll introduce it a little bit. So I tease Chris that this is a grandpa car. It's a white automatic Mercedes, whatever. So I think in his own defense to be like, this isn't a grandpa car. Let me show you what it can do. <laughs> so we're at a stoplight and, you know, there's a few cars around us. And all of a sudden he's like, do you think I can do a brake stand in this? And so all of a sudden he just starts doing a brake stand at a red light. And I'm looking over. I go, cop, cop. Cop, 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 cop. So and the then first. the light turns green. And so he's still burning out. <laughs> and then he's in first gear. So he tries to shift it in the automatic into second. So he's not sitting here just going <laughs> past the cop. And uh, then he like had to hit I, the brake to I, try I, to get into the second and everything no, else. No, no, I didn't have to hit the brake to get into the second. I just bumped the brake because okay. I was in like you panic were, mode. Yes. I'm like, I got to because when I let off the brake to go, the thing is like going. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> Turns up, out it's putting the power down right it's 300 right. horsepower right and so somehow i and think then i'm like oh, i gotta hit the brake and then get it out of first gear at the same time and <laughs> so there's this, a cop right there oh so my the god cop if he was paying any attention sees the white grandpa mobile doing a burnout and then all of a sudden it jerking back and forth <laughs> through the intersection oh, in front of man. him I, luckily i think he just wasn't looking at all there <laughs> or listening because it's not quiet He's when you do a burnout. He's the blind, deaf cop. <laughs> with the, the things outside the car, is kind of, it's quiet, but it's still right. like louder than a Camry, right? Right, for and sure. Plus, I was doing a smoky burnout. It was smoky, and, yep. And he didn't do anything. Nothing. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> just laughing I was like, in almost, the passenger seat. I almost just pulled over. Right. It was one of I those scenarios. Like, uh, yeah. If I would have saw him start to turn right, I just would have pulled over immediately and been like, I'm and, sorry. I'm so sorry that I, I am <laughs> idiot. I'm brain dead. I'm, I'm brain dead. Like what's so. your excuse there? Oh, there I accidentally one. did a burnout. <laughs> yeah. You can't, well, this car is new to me. I just, no, you just say, uh, sorry, you get a ticket for display of power. I think display of power. That's what the ticket is. No. It's, it's unnecessary display of power. Yeah, I think it's just called reckless driving. No, that's different because it's not really reckless. If you're just bring your tires. That's not reckless. Reckless driving is when I got a ticket for that. When, in my, <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you from experience what that yeah, is. I'll tell you what that is. I was, I had a uh, three, 1984 380 SC Mercedes. Okay. And this is probably in 2000 or 2001. So it's a long time ago. It's okay. when I got back from college in Wisconsin. My buddies and I were, we worked at a grocery store and we quit. We're like, screw this we quit and anyway so i what we were doing is we were taking the shopping carts uh -oh. and we would back the car all the way up next to the store put the shopping cart in front of the car and we'd floor it <laughs> across the parking lot and hit the brakes and watch the the shopping cart zing off the end of the end of the parking lot and do cartwheels into the ditch and we got caught doing that and i got reckless driving for that because we were going like 70 miles an hour in a parking, in a parking lot, lot with a cart in front of you right. so that's reckless which actually sounds kind of fun now it, that you're explaining Explaining this to me. It was visually entertaining to see the carts cartwheeling. So that was that was pretty good. And probably not the best for other people's property, though. That's true. In hindsight, yeah, not so good. Kind yeah. of immature. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Okay. So I well, we all know that I was having my get my boat rant, right? And I couldn't find a car. Right. And I've been looking at these C43 AMGs, C36 AMGs, 535s, 540s, 190Es. I'd I'd almost you, settled on a 190E. I so like, you were just in the wheelhouse of older German sedan. Older German sedan rear-wheel drive. Okay. And the thing is, I still can't do a, a, a an automatic BMW. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's like... So why is this different? I, so I don't know. I think it's like... Maybe the propaganda of the ultimate driving machine versus 
the best or nothing like Mercedes is the best or nothing. Right. And then BMW is ultimate driving machine, or at least it used to be. Now it's I don't know what they're. Their what, their thing, tagline what their tagline is but you for some reason you just assume that a bmw is a better like driver's car right you sure hear, you know with motorsport bmw m all that stuff yeah the just brand gonna, should be should stand for more of like you said and it should be a driving is. yeah and and you think of like mercedes and amg as like an autobahn monster unless you get into like the really crazy amg stuff like the black edition right you know the coupe the, the c-class black edition stuff and some of the sl what is it the sls mclaren the slr mclaren or right whatever that the, i don't even the know weird what it is batmobile looking the, thing <laughs> cool car don't get me wrong but i think that thing's actually still an automatic too right i think it is you're right i think so most of them are shift and auto. so but it's like you almost don't care because it's it's a Mercedes. It's a luxury. It's more luxury based, more of an Autobahn pounder. Well, that kind here's of thing. the thing with a BMW with an automatic. You could have had it with a manual. So that's why you don't like it with the Mercedes. It never had a manual here. So it's the not like you're settling. Did. They they did, but it's just rare. OK. And none of the AMG stuff, I don't think, was ever was ever manual. As far as I know, there's someone's going to hmm. send a message with, you, oh, well, this one in 1996 uh, SLR 72. I don't care. Most of them are automatics. You could get the 190E 16 valve, okay. which is the Cosworth engine. Right. You could get that in a dogleg manual. And then you could get other, the four cylinder 190E, the, like the 2.3 liter, the, the cheap one was also, you could get that in a manual. And you could get some of the older diesels in manuals. Okay. Like, but that's really it. So ironically, that's only in the US, of course. Of course. Should, should right, say, right, right. Which I had to clarify when I was. Uh, hanging out with Jerry Horton backstage. We had him on last week because there was some German guy also backstage <laughs> there who I never got an introduction to. But I was telling him about this Mercedes and what exactly it was. And I was like, yeah, manual only because that's all they made. And the German guy goes, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, well, here in the US, he goes, well, that's dumb. <laughs> oh, that's true. So anyways, that's why. OK, yeah. So it's a, anyway, it's so I'm like, I was basically spent. Couldn't find a car been looking forever and i'd finally settled on a 190e 2.3 liter it was blue with like a gray interior so it didn't have that fleshy mb text <laughs> interior like basically looks like talking tan tan dildo colored whatever it is it's just you imagine like somebody had like a color chart and they're like flopping a dildo around in their hand that's the color of the mercedes interior it's this fleshy gross I you must have a very specific dildo you're picturing, too. I'm just picturing any. Aren't most dildos just like colors. skin tone? Coming different colors. Okay, well, that's your experience, not mine. <laughs> um, so I just I didn't want it. I didn't. It doesn't look good. It's it's I don't know what it was about the late 80s, early 90s and tan and everything was tan. But I don't like it now. It's just it's it feels lazy. It feels casual to me. It doesn't Why? feel it's not a bold choice. It seems like that's like the. Oh, well, I'll have the tan as you get like from a your, consumer. You're saying from a consumer standpoint. Yeah, I'll so, say it just doesn't age very well. It does. It gets dirty, like right. the, like especially the old leather all that the gets cracks. cracks. Yep. Yeah. All the dirt gets in there. And BMW not only had tan. Um, most of the Mercedes have a black dash with a tan interior. Good. But one of the BMWs I was looking at had a tan interior with a tan dash with a tan dash top to the cover that was also tan. It was just like tan. tan. It was an ocean Headliner, of tan. tan floor mats. Anyway, so this this uh, this 190E I was looking at was a 2.3 liter, which is the four cylinder, but it was a manual, it had a gray interior, it was blue. Okay. So it was it was a kind of a cool car. And then there sure. was another one that was brown. So I emailed the guy. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm really interested in your car. He had just posted the ad up like one day earlier. I'm like, I want to. Can I see some more? Let's talk about it. He's like, I'm on vacation for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, sorry. Why are you posting the ad? You can't do anything. You just post the ad before you go on vacation. So I'm like, Whatever. So I had been. So you didn't follow up on it. I didn't. I didn't follow up on that guy. Well, he just emailed me back yesterday. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Good luck, dude. If anybody wants that uh, information for that car, let me know. I'll, I'll forward it on. So, so I kept looking and looking and looking, yep. and I found a white, which mm -hmm. is rare. Okay. Most of these cars are silver or black, and then they also made white and red. And I found out that they also made did they, wagons. Did they in do Europe. a beige, a gold? No, no, nope, that didn't exist in okay. this. No. So I found a white one with 124,000 miles, which is like, hey, it's, it's not bad for the year. It's not bad for the year because most of them are they're like three to four thousand dollars, but they have like two hundred and seventy five thousand miles on Oof. them. Legitimately, you can just pound miles on these cars. 
which is probably a little bit to do with that. I think they're automatic. Maybe they just don't work the engine quite as hard. True. Not Not everyone is doing brake stands at stoplights. Probably, probably not. So anyway, I found this car. Um, It was... I think he had it at $7,800. Okay. And I talked him down to, I offered him 65. Mm-hmm. And then he said, How about 68? And I said, You know what? I'm Show- surprised he didn't even say seven. No. Well, he was a young, I don't maybe he wasn't Anyways. the best negotiator or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I offered, yeah, 65. He said 68. And I said, Sure. Now, and then I was like, Show me more pictures of the car. Cause in the, in the photos, the, the paint was chalky. Okay. Like it just didn't look good because right. I think what it was just the lighting oh. was really, really bad. So he sent me pictures and it was like glossy. Like you saw the car. Yeah, it's, it's no, clean. it looks pretty good. It's clean. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm really interested. I, I, I'd i love to come out and get it. So, so you talked price before you said you were interested? Yeah, because that's the wrong way to do. That. No, because if you say that you're really, really interested in the car, you lose leverage because then they know you're really, really yeah, interested in the I car. Guess. So normally it's it's different buying a car from out of state than buying it in person. Because if I'm going to buy a car in Minneapolis and the car is $7,000, I just go look at it and I negotiate there. Right. But when you're this far away, you know, you kind of want to get the negotiation part out of the way first, just because so you can be done with it. Be, just to make sure that it's something you can even afford. Yeah, now, I, I talked to him a little bit about the car and right. you, you want to make sure it, like, blah, blah, oh, blah. okay, well, it, the whatever doesn't work. So right. let's so subtract that from the price. That's usually how I would do the negotiating. Yeah, that's that's how most people do it. I mean, the air conditioning doesn't work is the only thing that really doesn't work in the car is the okay. air conditioning. So we'll have to figure and that out. And the seat bolsters. And the, the vacuum operated freaking Mercedes with their vacuum operated everything. <laughs> that was the air. Actually, the climate control didn't work till like yesterday either. And it just started working. So I had it was all only the side vents and the defrost. I had no feet heat mm. all the way home, which kind of sucked a little it's bit. It was kind of cold. But it turned out there's a vacuum line unplugged under the hood. I plugged it back in. Now it <laughs> all works. It? That's it. It all works. It's all fine. Nice. Um. So anyway, yeah. So I offered him uh. 65 he said 68 i paypal them 100 bucks to hold his deposit and i bought a plane ticket right then and there and i said what time works which which of these flights should i book blah 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 this one good booked great i'm leaving tomorrow so it was literally book a flight tomorrow i'm like god i can't believe this flight's 110 dollars. it's tomorrow this is amazing yeah so i get to the airport and i try to scan my passport and it's like nope cannot find record no record found no record found i'm like hey what's going on here your machine's broken right so the lady's like oh why don't you come over here what's your confirmation number she's like your flight is until march 25th <laughs> so in my like impatience and desire to like Oops. get something and i'm like okay she's like you need to go see special services i'm like oh great special services special services they they wear different colors oh really they have purple on so that's how special it's they like are, a right? hierarchy of yeah it's a hierarchy of how special they are of how angry the customers are they're facing <laughs> i wasn't angry at all no i know but it's my fault so i went over there i'm like hey what can you do for me she's like well this flight's 1200 and my heart sank yeah i'm like there's no way that i can do a 1200 flight it's not happening and she's like well i've got another one for 580 i'm like fine i'll take it yeah I'm almost broke already. So like this was I had it budgeted out to like, OK, I'll what was fly the timing like? Because you're at the airport. So I was you was, were able to just wait and get on a flight. I got on the same flight that I was going to get on the same oh, time. That you planned. To, that yeah. You thought you bought the thought when I thought I bought. I got so, but I was like, I kind of budgeted out like, OK, I'm really going to hammer this out on my way home. I'm going to stay one night there mm-hmm. and then I'm going to leave, stay one night and then go the rest of the way home. Sure. So I budgeted for, you know, $300 worth of gas and maybe $300 in hotels, max right. 600 bucks. So this already was like an extra $500 I did not have. So you have to be really economical with I your have, fuel mileage and to, not stay anywhere. And I have to not stay anywhere. <laughs> I need to get home as fast as possible. Not because the longer you stay, it's meals. It's true. It's everything. It's meals, time, hotels. It all adds up. So I can't be staying a week. I just can't. It's not. I don't have enough time right. for that. So I fly out. I, I go to see the car. I meet the kid. He's a nice kid. Um, pick up the car. You say kid. How old is the guy? Oh, he's probably 20. Okay. He was young. He was really, really young. Really nice, you know, nice, well-spoken kid. Dropped him. I mean, I flew into uh, what's called Mountain View. Okay. Which is Silicon Valley, basically, right? I mean, we're in Silicon Valley, so everything's like really nice. Yeah. I mean, his parents probably live there and they're super loaded. Who knows? (laughs) They just bought him the car. He's got another one that he's building. Oh, really? He bought a C36, which is the inline six version of my car. My car has a V8. So he bought the inline six version so he could put a manual transmission swap. Oh, I got you. Which is like, it's got like 30 less horsepower. So, yeah. 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 Whatever. Um, So I flew out there, pick up the car, and I drove to see um, my 
friends at Triple Zero Magazine. Right. Well, uh, Pete Stout was like, hey, let's meet up. Let's get dinner. Let's go for a drive. Let's, you know, uh, let's go for a spin in my 914 and my okay. 991. So we did that on the next morning. Yep. I drove his 991. Uh, it's a seven speed manual. I'd never driven a seven speed manual before. But Oh, you're saying, okay, yeah, his uh, 991. His 991. Yep. So that was. Are, did you say 991 or I kept hearing 911? And I was like, yeah, 911. But do you. No, nine nine one nine eleven. Got it. Um, so I drove that around, and the funny thing is, is that the um, the brakes in the Mercedes, someone had done stainless steel brake lines in it. Okay, and now the brakes are they're a little spongy. Yeah, they, oh, they didn't bleed they didn't them properly. Right. So you kind of got to push. Okay, this the nine eleven has. Uh, so you're coming out of this car. <laughs> you saying you, you know you're used to have a, a, a having to use a little effort. Yeah, using a little effort. This thing's got the ceramic brakes. <laughs> So did you first time you get in the brakes? You're I just uh, like put my head through the windshield. <laughs> just like, the brakes were like super good, right? Yeah, I mean, they're just they were right they're there. Just amazing. So I drove that around. I mean, that's the three liter twin turbo. Right. How are those to drive? You would never know it's a turbo. Never. Which you guess is the point. It's, you would never know that's. You probably would if you lugged the motor. Like yeah, if you just were like dragging your ass on. So we drove up and it was uh, Marin County. I called it Marin County on my Instagram a few times. Right. Got a bunch of hate mail. Right. It's Marin. Sorry. <laughs> so we, we drove it up by Skywalker Ranch up in like okay. up in the hills. Yep. Great car. We didn't drive that one very far. And then we drove back and I mean, the car's great, right? The only thing I didn't like is it rev matches for you. So if mm. you're going to go for a downshift, it pops the I RPM up for you. I don't like that I can't, at all. I, I feel like I won't be able to learn how to do it myself and the timing if it's doing it for you. I want to be able to just do it, you know, right. just rev match yeah. the car and, on my own. I can figure it out. If I screw it up, that's my fault. Right. And you can't turn it off. Oh, really? It just does. Because remember, the first car it to have does that, that was the Nissan 370 when it came out. And everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, I hate it. Yeah, I hate and then it. they're like, oh, well, you can just turn it off. You can but just, this you can't. You cannot turn it off. It, you'd think that the individual mode. That exists. So you have like sport and then you've got sport plus and you've got comfort and then you have individual, Ooh. which means you can go through and like set your dampers how you want. Sure. Like whether you want it to be the exhaust yeah, opener. It's closed. custom. Basically. Yeah, it's the individual, but you still can't turn that turn off. that off. And it, and it bugged me a little bit. Yeah, that and I think it, I don't think it, Pete likes it that much either from what he was from what he was telling me. Um, so we drove that one back. Great car. You know, I'm still trying to imagine the seven speed gearbox. So it was just, reverse all the way to the right and down. I don't remember. I don't think I had to reverse in the car. Okay. So I but I'm just was... trying to figure out. So seven is up and to the right. Right. I'm sure it's the same place Porsche always is, which is back and down. And then seven is up and to the right. Yeah, right. I'm they sure just that's... use that extra basically slot. Um, car's fast, but not. I mean, it's 300 and something horsepower. It's not overwhelmingly fast. I really actually really liked the car. Otherwise, okay. I feel like there's a lot of buttons and stuff going on that I'm like, oh, my God, this is like <laughs> the Starship Enterprise compared to my my 911. But. Nice car. You know, yeah. actually for daily driving, I would rather have that than like the GT2 RS or GT3 or anything oh, like that. Oh, sure. Because those are so like sharp. They're sharp and they're like on the on the wire all yeah, the time. Twitchy, you were going to say. This that's thing was good. this thing was really, really comfortable. I mean, the brakes were out of control. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed it. So then we drove back and we picked up his 914. And this was a car that he'd had since he was I think it was said it was since he was in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll have to have Pete on the podcast. He's got a lot yeah. of great stories, but um, he's owned that car since high school. It started out as a four cylinder car. It's red, originally red. It was, it's this, I don't remember the exact color red that it is, but it's a great red, really, really pretty car. And now it's a 2.2 liter six. Exactly what I have. Yeah. No, because you have a six built on a T. His is oh, like, his is an E or an S. Yeah. So it's gotcha. a, it's, and it's got like ported heads and cams sure. and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, Weber's instead of, or PMOs or Weber's it, instead of Zeniths. So. Yep. It feels way different than your car. I'm sure it does. Which is, you know, crazy considering it's the similar displacement. Right. But it just felt torquey all the way, like all the way to the top. 914 is lighter as well. Not a, maybe a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. It's not. Not much. Not. I would imagine it would be. 200 pounds. I guess. I think he said his car was like on like 2000 pounds or 1950. Our car is like 2200 pounds. Right. 2250. It's like two or 300 pounds. Okay. It's really not a lot. But the the motor was like it's you really would have enjoyed it. It was it revved great. It pulled great. Nope. Didn't I didn't feel like it lacked power. Obviously, it's like 
significantly less power than my car has. Sure. But I never felt like it didn't have enough. And this was the the second 914 that I'd driven. Okay. The first was our buddy Glenn from Auto Illustrated. Yep. He's and that's got a four-cylinder car. It's a four-cylinder car. And I remember when he, I'm like, hey, let's trade cars. He's, yeah. like, he's like, well, you're going to get bored in this one really fast. <laughs> but I didn't. I still really enjoyed driving that car. But I think I like after car. driving Pete's, I'm like, man, these things really need a six. Yeah. They, they really do. It was, it was a pleasure to drive. We went all the way up the coast to some oh, beach and, and all the way back down. And it's just, it was all kinds of flooding. So we couldn't go too crazy oh. or anything like that. Had lunch and uh, basically um, waxed on for hours about Porsche and the philosophy <laughs> of driving and everything like just that. Just nerding out. Just nerding out. So then it was time. Oh, so I had called um, previous to that. I'm like, hey, I want to get an alignment and new tires before I leave. Okay. And I had called. Uh, I was going to drop the Mercedes off while I was out with Pete. Yeah, that would have made sense. Because the guy was like, yeah, the rear tires are about half gone. Sure. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get an alignment. And he's like, and it needs an alignment because it's been lowered. And I just eyeballed it. And I drove the car. And I'm like, yeah, this is, it doesn't. It feels fine. It feels fine. It's got a little bit of a drift to the left. No big deal. As long yeah, as the but pay- it's not dangerous. It was not dangerous. And there was some tread left on the rear. I'm like, you know what? Not a big deal. I'm just going to just going to go and figure sure. it out. Because you're also less your money you're budgeting, too. And the, one of the reasons why I decided not to go is because of that plane ticket. Yeah, exactly. I really didn't have the money to buy more tires at the time. I'm like, <laughs> right. I'll just get it home. I'll just deal with it then. I just I don't want to spend because not only are you buying the tires, but there's all the additional costs that add up. And I just didn't didn't have it old anymore. tire disposal, mountain balance. Right. So I left the next morning. Okay. I'm sorry, that afternoon after hanging out with Pete, I left and I left late and I was like, oh, man, I'm leaving really late. So I was trying to drive across. So I had to cross the I don't know what pass it is, but I went through Lake Tahoe, okay. basically, and took Highway 50 all the way across Ely, Nevada. Now, Highway okay. 50 is the loneliest road in America, and it's really not anymore. <laughs> it, the, some of the other roads I've driven in Nevada are far more like desolate, more desolate. But this was this was at the time when it was called the loneliest highway in America. It was there was nothing. Okay. You can go like 150 miles and there's no towns. Oh, wow. So you could really if you didn't fill up on gas, you could be you really could screwed. be screwed for a while. So I start driving and I'm like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then I start to get into the mountains. OK. And I'm looking left and I'm looking right. And the snow is as high as the semi trailers that I'm driving next to <laughs> that they had plowed through and gotten through and everything. Yeah. There's, they got 25 feet of snow. That's ridiculous. So I'm driving and then it starts to snow. <laughs> and then I'm start. Then I'm on snow. OK. And the bad alignment and the tires oh, became man. utterly clear that I was in trouble. Yeah. And I'm now I'm like, OK. It's too late because the tires for the car aren't just available anywhere. Oh, they have sure. To be ordered. They'll be yep. there tomorrow. It's too late. I okay. already, I can't get new tires. I can't get in alignment. Nothing's open. I'm in Lake Tahoe. There's no I'm and I'm about to drive into the nowhere of Nevada. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to white knuckle this. I'm just going to figure it out as I go. OK. And it was pretty sketchy. You know, I'm on the freeway. So, it, you know, it was OK. But as soon as what I get, speed were we going 40. Yeah. 35, 40 miles. So that an hour. tells you just how sketchy it yeah, was. Yeah, I was going about 35 in a 70. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people were also going slow yeah, as no, well I, because I it was it. it was pretty perilous. But then I got into Nevada and it was fine. You know, dry sure. pavement. You know, I was the only one on Highway 50. I mean, it really was truly desolate at this time. Okay. And the reason was probably is that up ahead, it was an ice storm. <laughs> so it starts, to, the roads start to deteriorate and I go from cruise control on at 100 to not cruise control on at all <laughs> at another at about 50. And it, it's like dry, wow. dry, wet. Ice, dry, wet, slush, rain, snow, dry, wet. Yeah. It just kept going back and forth and back and forth. And it was just. That has to be exhausting. It it was absolutely exhausting. Because it wasn't just the mental focus of it. It was like physically kind of draining too. You know, like the the snow that goes down the middle of the road and you kind of get sucked in left (laughs) or right. That's constantly happening. Even when you're just driving, like any, the changing road conditions, whether it's gravel, wet, whatever. Um, the, the it would the car would shift and like squirrel around. Wow! And uh, it's now it's you know six p.m. Are there any other cars on the road? I have, not really. No, no, not really. <laughs> There's not really much else going on. So I'm driving down Highway 50, and it's you know, like I said, it's like you know, wet ice, dry, wet ice, dry. You know, yeah, it just kept shifting, and changing, and eventually, in um, it got dark, and there was 
it was so incredibly pitch black. <laughs> pitch black. <laughs> so you were testing one, your headlights. That one headlights pointed at the ground. Oh, okay. And the other one is pointed like kind of off to the ditch on the left <laughs> side. When I eventually, <laughs> is, I as soon as is I that got foreshadowing, gas, this is no, where you might no, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the car wanted to be there, so I ended up just like adjusting them at a gas station, pull up next okay. to a wall, and like adjust them. So you told me they have thumb screws. They do. You just move your thumbs to just adjust headlights. It's like the That's most amazing cool. thing ever. Yeah, instead of having a screwdriver. Uh, yeah, or something. I've, like where you strip it out and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. work anymore because. It gets junk in it. This was great. And I mean, it's a California car. So maybe in Minnesota, that thumb screw probably doesn't work very well. Uh, yeah. But here it worked fine. So I adjust yeah. them anyway. So I'm like driving it in the distance. It's like and I'm just you start to zone out a little bit because it's mm. pitch black, the darkest inky black ever. I mean, there's no clouds. Or I'm sorry. There's no sky. It's all clouds. No moon, nothing. And you're just on this road with no lights anywhere of any kind. And you're just bombing down these roads. And I remember seeing out in the distance, saw saw like a headlight and you just think it's a headlight coming. And then it just doesn't move. It just stays there. And and I'm going and it starts to get closer and closer and closer ever so slowly. Then I realize it's a semi in the ditch. Oh, (laughs) and you have to keep in mind, I'm a hundred miles from anything, anything. There's nothing. So I drive by and then I'm like, Mm. All right. So I stop. I back up. And I go, hey, man, do you need some help? Yeah. And the dude spoke no English whatsoever. Ooh. None. I'm like, hola, ayuda. Or like, <laughs> I don't know much Spanish. I'm like, do you need to use my phone? And he just like throws his arms up in the air. Like, I don't know what you mean. I'm so eventually I'm just like, buenos noches. <laughs> Good luck. And I just started driving away. And I ended up. So I ended up getting to um, Eureka. And this is. Uh, the, the roads were getting pretty bad and okay. it's not like there's a ton of snow, but it's this like weird precipitation that's collecting on the road, like over old precipitation. It's icy and it's windy. So when you have like wet roads and then the wind is blowing the snow across the road, not it ideal. turns to ice. Yeah, it basically turns to ice as soon as it gets cold enough. So I'm driving on that. The car's all over the road. Easily the worst driving conditions and the driving experience. Not dri- I shouldn't say driving experience, but driving conditions that I've ever been in. Really? Ever. And that's all from living in Wisconsin and Minnesota and all the things I've gone through. It, there was nothing worse than driving that well, car. We should remind people the we're calling this the bomb cyclone. Well, this was weather. just this was just on the edge. Okay? okay, this is still in Nevada. The bomb cyclone was over Colorado, Wyoming, parts of Utah. Yep. So this was just like shitty weather. Okay. Okay. So this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't the fucking blizzard thing right. that that you're talking about. This is just crappy high okay. desert. You know, the weather is very unpredictable in the high desert. Yeah. You know, it changes, shifts to come along. That's why you have a lot of flash floods and stuff like that in the summertime and then in the the wet season. So anyway, so I I leave this semi guy behind and I'm and the roads are just continuing to get worse. It's not like accumulation, but and I'm getting tired. I'm supposed to make Ely, which is overall, I think it was like a 10 hour drive. Okay. And then I got to like this town called Eureka. And it was, it <laughs> was it a re- eureka moment. It, 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 it truly was. So I'm like, I drive, I'm in the town. I'm it's dry. The roads are dry here okay. into the town. I get into the town and immediately the roads turn to ice. Ooh. And I'm, it's like a gradual, like 2% grade, like through this town. <laughs> and the, like the, you know, the trash control light in my car is like a big triangle. Right, right on the speedo. Right. I mean, it is like it's a half an inch across and it blinks like a strobe yes. light when the when the when you lose traction, when you lose traction. So I'm going into this town and I can't even get up this hill. Oh, my the town. goodness. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go slow. You know, I'm almost Ely. It's only another like, I don't know, 90 miles or okay. something is all the farther I had to go. Right. And so I'm just creeping up and then it starts to get like the road starts to get squiggly and going up on the other side of the town as it goes up into a mountain. Yeah. And I, and I basically started sliding backwards down the hill whenever I would hit the gas. So I'm like in this lane, I came to a complete stop and anytime I would touch the gas, the car would just go backwards. (laughs) And I'm like, and so then somebody pulls up next to me in like a brand new Escalade. He's like the, the chic guys with a little turban on their head. (laughs) And he's like, you have chains. I'm like, no, I don't have chains. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you go back, you stay here. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's like, you stay here. It gets much, much worse. And then I'm like, do you want to just trade? And he's like, no. And then he just drives up the hill. You have chains. <laughs> like, you have chains. I'm like, Jesus, no. I thought about trying to find some. 
but it's I didn't not like worth it. It's well, it would have been worth it for me. Really? It, yeah. It would have, yes. It wouldn't have sucked. It would have been fine. <laughs> so, well, so did you stay in Eureka? I did end up staying in, in Eureka, but first I had to turn the car around. Okay. Because I had to go back the way I came. Well, that shouldn't be that hard. Explain how you would do it. What do you mean? Explain. How are you? I can't. I touch the gas. The car starts sliding backwards down the hill. Should I just do that all the way back to town? (laughs) That's one option. It was like three miles. So here's how about you just back into a Y turn? I try. That's the first thing I tried. I'm like, okay, I'm going to back up. Right. So I start to back up. And as soon as I started turning the wheel to the right to do the J turn, <laughs> the car just started to slide <laughs> off the road. And it the, was that bad. It was that. I mean, it was like I was going. It was an ice skating rink. I was. I was touching the brakes to get the car to slow down lower than idle speed to be able to have some <laughs> sort of monicum of, of traction. Yeah. So I start to slide off the road. So I start oh the first time I back up, I turn the wheels to the right to do a J turn. And as soon as I, 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 it just started to drift off towards the right hand ditch uh-huh. and it's happening so slowly. <laughs> it is the slowest slide ever. And, and I can't, I, I hit the brakes and there's nothing. And it's just, the car is just sliding. Oh Full no. Full brakes locked, sliding down this hill. And the only thing that caught me uh-huh. was the little rumble strip on the side. Oh, of, sure. So it was that like, give you a little like, traction. And then it was like, that stopped me. And I'm like, okay. And I remember I was, I was literally, I'm, I'm talking to myself now, like, okay, so slow, so careful. Then I'm like talking to myself, so slow, so careful. I remember doing that. And Have I'm you like, ever seen the old movie, What About Bob? Who's oh, like, no. baby steps to the door. Baby That's steps. That's basically what it was. It's like so slow, so careful. Yeah. Like just like talking myself through it because it was, God, it was so slippery, man. It was just so slippery. The tires were junk. You know, the tires were junk. And it's my fault. I get it. Everybody's like, well, you're an idiot for leaving. Once once I left and once once I made the decision, I don't have the money. I'm going to try and just do it. Because I checked the weather forecast. It was like, okay. Right. It was like, you know, I checked all the towns. It was was, unforeseen. It was unforeseen. Like, I didn't know. And uh, I talked to some guy and the lady at the hotel that I stayed at. She's like, yeah, the weather's really unpredictable here. I'm like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. I just checked the forecast. It's fine. So predictably unpredictable. Right. So, okay, here I am stuck on these rumble strips going so slow, (laughs) so careful. (laughs) And I get the car turned around. Okay. And then I try to come to a stop to put it in drive <laughs> and the car just keeps sliding down the hill and I'm facing forward now good at like a 30 degree angle <laughs> sliding down the hill right down the middle of the road uh-huh. and I'm like all right so I put it in drive let my foot off the brake and just let the wheels correct start it. turning yeah and that basically corrected it and I was able to just like to keep sliding down so the hill. <laughs> slow so careful all the way down the hill and the new tires were new the front tires were new Okay. junk they were dunlop Terezas, which i've had before new junk new junk okay they're junk they were not great tires in this situation sure honestly i've had them they're not great tires in any situation they're just <laughs> kind of average tires so i made it back to the hotel what time and, was this ah uh, this is like a 10 okay 10 so or it wasn't like 2 a.m where no you know, but you, you gotta keep in mind a- it's a hundred miles to the next town Right. No, I'm saying it was good that you were able to check into a hotel. There was one hotel called the Sundown Motel. Okay. And I rang the doorbell and the lady's like, five more minutes. And I turned the doorbell off because she goes to sleep. The guy, the lady at this hotel. So I gave her money and took the key. Walk up three flights of stairs to this room. You know, I have this weird thing when there's snow in hotels that I don't want people knowing what room I'm in with my footprints. <laughs> so, like, I walked past my hotel room uh-huh. and, like, and then stepped backwards in your own footsteps. I did, yeah. <laughs> and stepped backwards in my own footsteps to get into the room. <laughs> so, I open the door uh-huh. and it's freezing. It is ice. It's an ice box. It's the same temperature inside that it is outside, which is oh my like goodness. 30 degrees. Uh huh. I'm like, okay, the heat's off. Right. The blankets are like a sheet with a with like a, a comforter from 1976 that had been driven over like a hundred times by a steamroller. It's the flattest, crappiest blanket. I'm like, all right. Well, I turn the heat on uh-huh. and then I, I'm like, all right, I'll go in the shower. Warm up. I'll warm up. I'll leave the door open to the shower. Let some right. of the heat come out. There's no hot water really. It's oh, like lukewarm no. hot water. So I'm like in the shower, just like trying to get warm. (laughs) 
and then I, so I get out of the shower. It's still cold. I took all the clothes out of my backpack, which is like two pairs of jeans, two shirts, underwear, and my hoodie. Okay. And I spread those out over where I was going <laughs> to sleep. get more insulation. To get more insulation. <laughs> and I tried to sleep. It was literally me cuddled in a ball yep. with my hands on my nuts, <laughs> trying to like stay warm, just like mm, with my hands inside my underwear, just like. Wow. So did you talk to the front desk upon checkout? I went down there and rang the doorbell nothing because she had <laughs> turned the doorbell off so what's what she gonna do anyway sunset i mean motel sundown motel i have not written a review yet but i it's, i'm not gonna yeah it's out of season i was like the only one there yeah you know what are they supposed to do it keep all the like 50 rooms warm when there's no. nobody it's i get it but hey at least have hot water you know don't turn like <laughs> like i'm imagining the knob on the hot water it's like all this the is, way down to this a, is the safe temperature it, we'll go a little bit cooler than that yeah you know it's so it's whatever i like the nice thing about a hotel anywhere is you can take a shower forever because they have like the biggest hot water yeah. meters ever no no not here so i basically got no sleep i i, okay. I got no basically essentially no sleep i was shivering i thought about going to the car I suppose because there the you car. could at least turn on the heat. But I can't sleep in the car. I can't. I'm yeah. really uncomfortable. I need to sleep on my stomach or my side. Right. And you can't do that in a car. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. But I did. <laughs> you see fully reclined Chris just porpoised <laughs> face down on his driver's seat. <laughs> uh, I, I thought about like just trying again. Just like, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to try again. So what I did is at like 450 in the morning, mm-hmm. I was like. I'm I, I'm done. I can't right. do this can't anymore. Sleep, so. so I actually um, called up. I went online. Mm-hmm. I'd have I had no money, like no extra money for tires. I went online, got a credit card for discount tire. Okay. Bought four tires and had them delivered to where I was going to be in Salt Lake City the next day. I did sure. that at like two or three o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep. Sure. Like ordered up some tires, read some reviews. I actually got Michelin ASs, which are um, a tire that Pete from triple zero recommended i get he okay. says they're great all season tire all better than a lot of summer tires are really wow. good in the dry really good in the wet wonderful tire definitely recommend so that's what i ended up getting it was like 800 bucks or something so then i drive i also make an appointment at an alignment shop because okay. literally I, I can't explain someone why did you just stop and get tires you idiot <laughs> there's nowhere to go <laughs> in the middle of nevada people don't understand that it's like it's desolate it's, it's nevada it's Las Vegas. Right. And the rest of Nevada. That's it. There's nothing I'm there. I'm sure Reno also has something. Reno's right next to Salt Lake. Okay. So I was already going through that and I didn't, it didn't really seem that bad till I was already gone. Yeah. You know, I was obviously like, oh, the, it's kind of crappy in the mountains. But I thought when I came down to like 3,000 right. feet, it would have been okay. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll suffer through this. I'll get through the mountains. Yeah. And then I'll hit, hit the, hit the flatlands of Nevada. It'll be okay. Right. Right. So I leave at 450 in the morning. My thought is I'm like, hey, it was pretty dry when I was coming in. And I looked at the map and I'm like, there's a road 276 that comes out of Eureka and goes all the way north to I-80. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to backtrack 30 miles and Mm -hmm. go north to to, to I-80 and then go east to Salt Lake City instead of continuing to follow Highway 50 like I was going to. which, Which I knew for sure was a disaster zone. So I'm like, all right, I'll just drive. It was awful. (laughs) <laughs> it was all the way to I-80 was ice, snowpack, varying conditions. And it's a two lane road in the middle of nowhere with semis driving on it. And, and where it's do blowing you, snow. Where are you getting your tires put on? Salt Lake City. So it's like um, it's 90 miles north on this 276 and then okay. another three hours Oof. to Salt Lake City. But that yeah. was I figured I-80's got to be good. Yeah, it's got to be fine. So I talked to the guys at discount tire and I was like, oh, what's the weather like there? He's like, ah, you'll be fine. It's just a little bit of snow. No problem. I'm like, great. Let me get out of this. We'll be fine. So I'm driving. I had to slow down to like 10 miles an hour every time a semi passed. Because oh, I could geez. not see. I couldn't see. And it like if you I knew that if I dipped a tire, yeah, I was done. done. I knew that based on my tires, there's no you can't recover. There's no recovering this car. I had to stay on the road. There's no, yeah. you, you get off in anything deep, you're going to get sucked in and pulled off the road immediately. Yeah. So every time a semi would come, I'm go, I would go from 35 or 40 to like five or 10. <laughs> and and I knew there was so much blowing snow and I had my like rear fog light on so people behind me could, could see. Every see time it. somebody would come from behind me, I'd slow way down, turn my blinker on so they could pass me. Yeah. It was Wow. Sketchy. So careful. I was being so, <laughs> so slow, slow, careful. <laughs> I can't believe I was talking to myself out loud doing that. I love that. Oh, man. I was, I was, I wasn't scared of like 
physical harm or physical no. danger. I was scared of additional adversity. Right. Like I just didn't want to. Because you don't want to be it. stuck in a ditch. I didn't want to wait until morning. I didn't want to walk back to the Sundown Motel where <laughs> she had turned off the doorbell. Yeah. Good <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've made it to I eighty, booked it out to Salt Lake City. And at this time, that's when I find out that there's a basically a blizzard coming. I found out yeah. actually I found out when I was laying in bed checking the routes and the weather and everything like that, freezing to death. And I was checking the weather. And I'm like, all right, I-80 is is closed. Okay. <laughs> I-94 is closed. I-90 is closed. Everything through Colorado is closed. So everything from North Dakota yep. to the bottom of Colorado is closed. Wow. You all like you could look at the map. There's all just everything was red. It was all red. It was like closed, blowing snow, do not attempt, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, not safe. And I'm like, well, if you remember back to episode uh, like one or two. Okay. Way back. We talked to Glenn from Auto Illustrated. He talks yeah. about how he went and got his E30. Okay. And went through the same thing I did. And he went on the roads anyway and got in trouble with the cops. So that oh, was. Yeah. So, so that was going through your head. That was go that was going through my head. So anyway, so I pull into Salt Lake City at like uh, one. Okay. So I left at five a.m. and I got there, there at one. one. So that is not great time. That was a. It was <laughs> that was the amount of time it took me to go like two hundred and fifty miles. Wow. Which should have taken me no time. Plus, from I eighty to Salt Lake City, I was going about one hundred and ten with the cruise control on, pretty much. <laughs> yep. Like it was just. The car felt felt fine on dry pavement, and there was no not a cloud in the sky. Beautiful weather, and there's some uh, there's some crazy beautiful stuff out there when you drive. Oh, yeah. I saw the bottom signs for Bonneville Speedway, and I'm like, <laughs> I also saw <laughs> signs resist. for like Sonoma Raceway, and I wanted to see that too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I gotta. I'm trying to make good time. At this point, I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to get home. Yeah, I just have to keep pushing forward as far as I can to try and get as into this route as far as i can get till it's done right i gotta just push up to the point where it's closed and then wait yeah so i get to salt lake city and i go and i get an alignment and they're like well we can't adjust your camber because okay. it's already max the car's lowered a little it's got h oh, sports yeah. springs, so it's got two degrees of negative camber front and rear <laughs> the toe is like <laughs> wildly out yeah, the toe is wildly out of spec like once the front left is like negative three or negative point three yep. the front is like positive two and the oh, rear is like geez. i mean it was like it was like a i don't know it was like you ran over something and broke a bunch of crap it was that bad <laughs> it was like the car on my way to the studio today i'll mention just real quick because yeah. i forgot about it <laughs> i'm in my truck and the entrance ramp on the 94 by my house is so potholed and pitted so i see all this potholes on the right side of the lane and then to the left is like it looks like it's just wet pavement well there's one car right in front of me, a little, uh, it was a Toyota four, RAV4 or whatever, and I see him go, boom, boom, the whole car like shifts and lowers into this hidden pothole in the water, and I, I was too that's why close you don't, to That's why you don't it. drive the wa in the water. No, I know. Water. It looked, though, like it was just wet pavement, and so, <laughs> and I was, I couldn't swerve to avoid it, and luckily, I have big, like, 33, 35-inch tires on the truck. The so what? The, the truck. The what? The Hummer. The what? The H3T? The fake truck? The truck. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Continue. And so like it, I definitely felt it, but it wasn't terrible. And then so I'm following this guy onto the on-ramp and I see him put on his hazards, slow way down and get to the shoulder. And so I'm expecting to see like a flat tire or something blown out. And I yeah. don't see it. I'm like, oh, I wonder what actually is wrong. And then I start seeing the left wheel is sitting there flapping back and forth. <laughs> like, and a, like a fish, like in, a, in, a, <laughs> yeah. in the bottom of a boat, like just flopping around. Yeah. So he lost a tie rod or he broke his tie rod. Blew it out. Just yep. done. Boom. So anyways. The uh, yeah, puddles are puddles are dangerous. So yes. anyway, so uh, that's basically what the car felt like the <laughs> yes, whole time that's I was driving. What I was getting at. So um, the alignment's way out of spec. So they're like, we can't adjust the camber. We can adjust the toe. I'm like, well, that's realistically the that's, toe is the problem. Right. Camber, obviously, it's still like even now kind of like a pull a little bit. It does sure. some weird stuff because it's two degrees all around. Which You're is, just running on the inside of the tire. It's a little point. weird. And I'm going to try and get some stuff ordered on Monday. They make um, upper control arms that are adjustable and sure. rear control arms that are adjustable. And I think it's going to cost me like 400 bucks okay. to, to get it fixed. So I'm I'm getting that stuff. Don't worry. Um, but obviously, I, I can't 
do it there. He's like, well, I'm just, just adjust the toe. That's the problem. Right. So he adjusts the toe and then I drive over to the tire shop mm-hmm. and they have the tires and I'm like, great, let's do the tires, get the tires on, blah, blah, blah. And then I drive, I look at the map and I'm like, it's still closed. And it was closed up to this place called like Rock Springs or whatever it was called. So I basically drove up to that point. Sure. And so I booked a hotel immediately because yep. I knew that everyone's going to get there. Everybody's going to be doing the same thing. So I booked a hotel immediately and drove up there. Great hotel room great it was like it was enormous you know what was cool is they had like you know like the area in a hotel where it's like got the sink and stuff it was like there was like a sliding door where you could like uh, like privacy that off a little bit and i was thinking that'd be really nice if you had the ladies you could get ready in private and yeah it was a really nice hotel and um i woke up i went to sleep Mm -hmm. i woke up at like 5 a.m to check i set my alarm at 5 a.m to check closed yep woke up at 7 a.m closed okay woke up at uh nine closed i'm like all right it's closed <laughs> i'm gonna look at the map myself i'm gonna see if i can like kind of plan a route to yeah do something so what i did is i ended up heading back to salt lake city oh geez which, which is how far another 90 miles backwards okay and then i went north from there so i went north all the way uh past um yellowstone okay west yellowstone through idaho <laughs> Okay. And and then went east. Wow. So I, w- and then I go, okay, that's closed too. But I just wanted to keep moving. moving. And it was only an extra, it's only an extra two hours to go that way than it would be to go I-80. Right. And I ended up making the right decision because I-80 never opened until after I got home. Wow. So it was still closed when I got home. Anyway, so I go up to, to it, I can't explain how beautiful, like I've driven through all this stuff. Right. And I remember seeing like signs because we took back roads with the 911 through Yellowstone across Oregon and everything, Idaho and all that stuff. But I remember seeing signs for towns that we'd gone through as I'm flying by on the interstate. Yeah. Like, be like Arco, like one mile. I'm like, I remember that place. I was there. <laughs> and it was like uh, Idaho National Laboratories exit here. And that's where they do did nuclear testing back in the oh, day. Oh, I thought they were testing potatoes. No, no. It was, <laughs> and it's, they still, uh, they still research nuclear you know, nuclear uh, medics, nuclear um, reactors, huh. medical stuff. Yeah. They used to detonate bombs out there. Wow. So there's like all these little towns that kind of have like atomic energy themes. Yeah. Really, really a neat area if you ever huh. driving through there was cool. So, I mean, it's it's barren. It's a wasteland. But it's I kind of <laughs> like that feeling. Actually, you know, what's funny is um one of my followers on Instagram sent me a message. I sent him a picture. I sent a, I had posted a picture sure. that it was like, I love this. Yeah. And it was a picture of nothing. It was the road <laughs> and it was like shrubs and like some mountains in the distance. And it was yeah. just nothing. It's just straight. I'm like, I love this. And he's like, how could you like that? It's just a straight road. And I'm, tr- and I try to get across the point. I'm like, it's driving. Isn't always about attacking. Yeah. Right. It isn't always about performance and seeing what the car is capable of and testing your metal. Right. It's, that's not always what driving is about no. for me. I do a lot of mental um, mental work when I'm driving. I guess you should just say I like like I I do a lot of rearranging in my mind. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean it's yeah. it's like I'm it's like I'm defragmenting my hard drive <laughs> when I'm driving. And I and I I'm writing an article about this trip, yeah. and I've already had it like written in my mind when I got there. Sure, when I got home, and I spent a lot of time doing that. And I think that more people should spend more time alone and i think that driving is a really good place to do it because you're you're still exploring you're still experiencing new things Mm -hmm. and you're taking in the sights and some of this stuff is gorgeous like i like i said i've been there before Mm -hmm. but um the mountains are just covered in snow but they have like this black showing through right so it's almost like a like a marble countertop or like the contrast like rye bread or something like that (laughs) you know like the white and the black yep and the, the road is just cutting through it right in the middle and the white car looked cool out there and it it was it was really special I, I, scary right and, and the adversity of it might have what might have made it even more well you certainly you wouldn't have had a story to come back and tell had you not encountered any of this yeah it surely wouldn't be going as long as it is, <laughs> it is um anyway so i we drove up north went east at yellowstone which is the t- uh, northwest corner of wyoming okay so up through idaho and i'm on highway 20 i mm-hmm. think it's highway 20 up through yellowstone which is amazing i mean it was absolutely yeah. beautiful and the thing is is that so are you kind of like skirting the mountains the whole way up? the whole way up like i yeah. could see the grand tetons out in the distance to the east that's really cool you could see it all and it was 
It was stunning. It was beautiful. And it's all these craggy rocks out in the distance. Yeah. And um, every once in a while, there'd be like one mountain all by itself. Like not a, not a mountain <laughs> compared to the other mountains. But it was just like, it'd be like this. Um, this is going to sound really cheesy, but it was like these little mountains out in the middle of nowhere just enduring it. And I was like, that's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm also surviving this right now. You're going to be there way after I am. But for this moment, I'm also part of this. I'm surviving the elements just like this little mountain that's nowhere near as big as the rest of them is. And it was, it was surviving like, the elements in your luxury car, in my luxury car with bald tires and cold feet. True. Yes. Um, so I took a, I took East at, and I went to um, Billings was where I was going to go, but I ended up going past Billings, Montana. So I went to the, so I stopped in the town where 90 and 94 split. Sure. So you can take 94 across North Dakota or you can take 90 across South Dakota. Yep. Those are basically your two routes home. So I stopped in the town where that split. I'm like, I'm going to stop here. And then in the morning, I'm going to look and see which one's open, which one's open. Um, so as I'm driving towards Billings, I got I get an, uh, a phone call from a, an employer of mine. They're like, Hey, I need you to finish this project right now. It's urgent. Okay. I need you to. I need you to turn in this work. And I'm like, yeah, I, this was supposed to, I'm supposed to be home right now. Oh, you know, so I'm already like I got two you. days. So I'm already two days behind at this point. Cause yeah. I'm just like going so slow and going out of my way several times. Yep. So I like, I pull into this coffee shop in this, in uh Bozeman, yeah. Montana. Yeah. And it's this cute little coffee shop, whatever. I'm like, I'll find somewhere nice to like spend a couple hours. You know, the place I'm going to stay is only an hour down the road. Perfect. You know, I was going to get there at six. Now I'll get there at eight. Not a big no deal. Problem. I can't go any farther anyway. So I, I get out of the car and I start to walk around to the back and I go, man, it sucks that this car needs spacers on the rear. This thing's an AMG. <laughs> it shouldn't need spacers. What the F? Because the wheel is kind of inset it's, it's in the inset. fender. It's yeah, inset. Yeah. So then I walk around to the other side of the car. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was rubbing in the front. And I look up at the front wheel and it looks fat. <laughs> I'm like, well, it definitely doesn't need spacers in the front. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, are you you've got this is not happening. So I walk up to the tire and I look at it and it says 245. I look at the rear on the front and I'm like, why is there a 245 tire on the front? Did they put 245 tires on all the tires instead of? Right. So then I look at the rear two for because they're staggered wheels. Yeah, it's a seven and a half and an eight and a half. So then I go to the other side. 225 on the rear, 225 on the front. So they put both <laughs> rear tires on the right side of the car and both front tires on the, on left, the left side, side. of the car. Yeah. I'm like, like, this is why it didn't feel right. I'm like, well, maybe it's the camber or something like that, oh. but it was driving weird. Yeah. When you'd go well, through like puddles and stuff, it would like hydroplane funny. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Your car's set up like an old dirt track car where it's always going to yeah. be turning left. <laughs> no kidding. So then I, I go over to the alignment place and they, where I just got an alignment, but a different shop. There's no discount tire. So I called up discount tire. I'm like, hey, this is the situation. They're like, oh, we're really, really sorry. Um, we'll take care of whatever charges you incur at this shop. Okay. And we're going to waive the um, the mounting and balancing that you paid and give you an extra $50 off. Awesome. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. That's, you, it's nice that they made it they, right. They made it right. And here's the deal. These guys are the guys that do tires. Mm -hmm. They're not mechanics. No, they're tire monkeys. Right? right. That's why they call them a tire monkey, because they don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> you know, not not to diss on any tire monkeys out there. They're usually young. Right. right? They're usually young dudes that are just getting into the the, the automotive world, automotive, like sure. tooling, wrenching, whatever. But at the time, they don't really know anything. And I think the guy just took his took his eyes off the prize and just. Yeah. Yeah. Just mounted up the wheels. Yep. Yep. He just fell asleep at the wheel, I guess. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That was a pun. Yeah, yep. it was pretty good, right? Yeah, <laughs> fell asleep at the wheel. He definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> so they took care of me. They really did. Okay. So then I actually, while I was there, I got an oil change too. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to change the oil. I don't have anything else going on the rest of the day. So they changed the oil. And I continued on my way to Billings. Did you get your, your work all finished up too at the coffee shop? I did. Well, no, because I... I'm like, well, they close at six. So I left the coffee shop and did my work at the tire shop. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, so that works. Yeah. So I uh, ended up at... in. Uh, wherever I don't know what Miles City that's what it was called Miles City which is east of Billings I believe a bunch right where 90 and 94 split sure uh, or come together whichever way you're going so I wake up in, at five o'clock in the morning again still closed and it's closed at um, Bismarck North Dakota which is 290 miles from where I am okay okay so it's still closed at five I wake up at seven still closed wake up at nine 
still closed, but guess what? I'm going. Yeah. I'm not going to cover that ground. I can cover that ground. I can at least get there and I'll be there in the middle of the day. I'll be there at like noon or one and just be done. So I, um, I'm flying across North Dakota and whenever I text or talk to somebody, I slow down because I'm not, I mean, I'm booking, I'm going hundred, 110 cruise control (laughs) on, but anytime someone texts or I need a call or I need to do something, I slow way down. Okay. You know, even when I'm just talking on the phone, cruise control off, you know, pay attention to the roads, even though there's nobody around, still very cognizant of that. So anyway, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I give him a call. Uh, he gives I was me like, a call. how's it going? And I and I crest the hill. And what do you hear? I, you go, oh, expletive or whatever oh, it was. I don't know. <laughs> I, I went, I, my radar detector started going oh, off. Oh, yes. That's what I heard. It was beep, 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 beep. Yeah, the radar detector started going off. I crest over a hill. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha guess what i'm not speeding you can't do anything to me because i was going like exactly because you limit. would have been speeding had i not called i would have been speeding but also ways had that guy marked so okay. i would have been seeing it anyway and i yeah. would have you know he whatever anyway i wasn't speeding and uh but yeah i probably would have been speeding who knows yeah so i go over the cell and i'm like ah he's not pulling me over like a two miles down the road ah there he is he's pulling <laughs> he's pulling me over this is right after i was like just elated like so then i as i'm pulling over i, I think you hung up because you're like oh there he is or something no 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 no, no, no i just I, hung okay. up and yeah i didn't know so then i so i hung up the phone and there he was and as i'm pulling over and as i come to a stop i throw my arms up in the air and i hit the steering wheel because i'm like f you know like i just like <laughs> I had not been frustrated or down or anything at any point yet until here. I'd had good spirits. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I just, it's out of your control. It's out of my control. And that's what one, something like people don't really realize is like when the guy at the tire place was like, you must be pissed. I'm like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. You know, I I can't do anything about it. It's, you just have to go with it. There's, if you're mad at everything, it doesn't matter when you're actually mad. Right. So you you, got to kind of fight your battles a little bit. True. So he pulls me over. He walks up. He's like, I'm pulling you over for no front plate. And I'm like, come on, really? (laughs) And and he's like, he goes, you seem really frustrated. Why are you throwing your arms in the air? And I'm like, man, I could tell you the story. He's like, why don't you get into my police car and you can tell me the story? And I'm like, oh, no, like, <laughs> this is going so this is going so poorly. He's like, you can get in the front seat. And I'm like, oh, not terrible. Maybe now. this isn't going Stop so up. bad. <laughs> so I open the door, I get in and right behind me is a drug dog. <laughs> You're like, hi, Poochie. And the dog's like, <laughs> like, just like, oh, just smells, just smells me. Is I'm that like, why he wanted you to? I think it is. I think that's why he wanted me to get in the car. And so the drug dog percent me. So he starts asking me out and here's the deal. I don't have my driver's license. I lost it somewhere on the trip. Oh I don't goodness. know where it is, but I do have my passport. Okay. So I at least had my passport with me and I have the title, which is like, so it's kind of like this. I don't have my driver's license. The car's not mine. Yeah. It's from California. I'm from Minnesota. I've got this title. It's got my name. I signed it. Here's my passport. And so the guy's like, where are you coming from? What are you doing? What right. do you do for a living? Why are you out here? Like just all those questions of like, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, answer the questions as fast as possible. So it seems like you're not lying, even though I'm not lying. Like, I'm just telling the truth. But I still felt like this pressure. To yeah. Like, I like that the drug dog. That's exactly what he was doing. It's totally what he was doing. So obviously, I'm not on drugs. I don't do drugs. I've never done drugs. So there's no problem. You know, it's not I don't have drugs. But think about think about it from his perspective. Yeah. I come over the hill. I'm in a lowered white Mercedes <laughs> with like jet black tint yep. and it's eight inch tint strip across the windshield. Yep. He's like, well, the guy doesn't have a front license plate. This has got to be a drug quarter because he's got the drug dog yep. flying. I mean, going from Seattle or from the Emerald Triangle yeah, in Northern California, running across the country. I'm running across the country. I just don't happen to have any drugs, <laughs> which is good. I think they there's a lot of marijuana that comes through there from I'm the sure, Emerald Triangle yeah. uh, in Northern California across yeah. the states that they, they go that way because it's less populated. There's less. Issues. I gotcha. So that's why he pulled me over. But after all the questions and I and I apparently passed the smell test <laughs> yep. as, as like <laughs> there's no better way to put it. He's like, oh, he's like, well, I have to enter all this passport stuff in and check check in on your identity and everything manually. It's going to be a second. So we started talking and I like he's like, what's this car? Why did you go out and get this car? I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, do you know what AMG is? He's like, no. So I like I told him the history of AMG and he was like, oh, it's really interesting. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, did you hear about that law that they're doing in California where all these cars are going to come like with speed limiters or whatever? He's like, I don't know how that bodes for like revenue. Oh, good point. <laughs> and then he's like. He's like, of course, he's from North Dakota. So he's probably like a conservative like me, although he's a sheriff. So maybe not, you know, he might be like, 
anyway, so he's like, he's like, that seems like a little bit of an overreach. He's like, I can't see that happening here. And that's kind of where I left it off or whatever. But yeah. it was interesting that he was like, oh, I've never heard of that. I'm going to go look into that a little bit. It seems like a little bit of overreach to me. I'm like, yeah, it does. Yeah. And we're on the same page there, buddy. Yeah. But the problem is if they're selling cars in California, they're just going to equip them with speed limiters everywhere. Uh, what, Whatever. Any car sold in Europe is going to have it on it. So it'll it'll be an option that on the, all the cars that are sold here already. Yeah. I'm imagining. Anyway, so that's uh, we already did a big podcast about that. Anyway, so I get up, I go, hey. You know, he's like, all right, you're free to go, you know, whatever. I'm like, can I take a picture of your car with my car? He's like, well, if you're a journalist photographer, it better be good. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, thanks, Officer uh, Trooper Smith. And I kept calling him Agent Smith because I was thinking about the Matrix. It's like, I can't wait to watch you die, Mr. Anderson. (laughs) You know what I mean? You you called him Agent Smith to his face? Over and over. He's like, why are you calling me Agent Smith? I'm like, it's the Matrix. Have you seen it? He's like, no. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just kept kept saying Agent Smith. And it's Trooper Smith. And I even kept saying it on my Instagram stories, Agent Smith, Agent Smith. Um, But anyway, so I, I took a picture of his car and continued on my way. And here's the best part. This is pretty much the end of the story. When I got... To, to to Bismarck, North Dakota, right where it was closed, there was five or six cop cars lined up on the side of the freeway. Okay. And I just kept going. They had <laughs> opened the road like five minutes before, before you got I there. got there. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. I couldn't. It really was just like. I don't know. It was like <laughs> this like relief, this weight that was lifted off my shoulders yeah. because. You know, like I said, I was broke. I had to get a, I had to take out a credit card to buy the tires. I didn't have enough money. Like I was like, I don't have enough money to, for gas to get home. I don't, I've got $35 in my wallet and like $50 in my checking account. I was like, I don't know. I barely got home. Wow. And I got paid for some work like the next day. So I was like, fine. Okay. Like my family's not starving. To I death. was like, do we need my to f- talk, Chris? <laughs> no, I mean, there's like, that's the thing when you're, when you're freelance and your wife is freelance, it's like, it's like feast or famine. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of times where I have no money and there's lots of times where I'm like, let's buy some stuff. Well, maybe you could put it in savings instead well, for the times when you don't have money. You, that would be the responsible thing to do. But that's difficult for me. I have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. We had my wife and I had to talk about it. I have a problem. So um, anyway, so the whole point of buying the car was I wouldn't buy this car as an extra car. I'm, the truck yeah. and the other Jess's car are going away tomorrow, which is Monday, which is last Monday for you guys listening. So this car is going to be my daily driver car. So I'm right. trying to I'm trying to get rid of car payments and trying to pare <laughs> things down and be responsible. And I kind of got screwed with a five hundred dollar plane ticket and three extra hotel nights and three days of extra. F- I didn't tires. I didn't eat. For like two days. You look skinny. No, I don't. No, you don't. But I didn't eat for two days healthy. because I didn't want to spend the money on food. You know, so it's like I'm trying to like pare things down and be a little bit more responsible with the money. I'm terrible with it. Um, everything's fine now, but, you know, it's just <laughs> just it happens. It just was the worst timing at the worst possible, like all this yeah. blizzard and everything else. And they didn't open up any of the other roads till after I got home. So wow. The only thing that sucks yeah. is I went through a car wash and it broke my mirror. Your mirror, the side mirror on the car, we oh, got really? ripped off the car. It's you didn't notice because I used white duct tape, <laughs> but it's taped back on right now, so I could see on my way home. Anyway, so that's it. Got the car home. Yep, we're all here. You drove it. It's it's fun. It's how long are we gonna have it? So as people were talking about on social deal. media, what's the what's the pool? What's the over under here on how long? I'll let you. I'll car? let you uh, deal with making a pool. But okay, here's the thing. I like the car. Yeah. Um, there is a problem with the car that I think is going to be very expensive to fix, which we'll talk about next week. Uh oh. Um, I could just say it now. I think it's probably going to need a new transmission pretty soon. Oh. Which was something that developed as I was going home. So I'm not really looking forward to rebuilding the transmission, but I think it'll be fine for quite some time. It's a very, very minor. Like if I'm going like 80 and I let off the gas and I coast and I get back on it, there's a slight delay. Oh. It kind of goes like it's just. There's a little bit of a, hmm. I don't know what, the, I don't know what it is. So I'm going to try and do some maintenance. Have so, you checked the fluid level? No, I have not. Maybe so I'm it's gonna, just out of fluid. Who knows? So I'm going to check the fluid level, probably change the filter and look into some of the, what could go wrong. I don't, honestly, I haven't done any research on this car. Yeah. They're very unique. They're a special car. They only made like, I think they made 4,000 of them worldwide. Oh, wow. I think there's 1,500 of them here. In Europe, they have wagon versions, which would That's be That's really cool. Um, so we'll see. I don't know how long I'll keep the car. I like the car. I got a decent deal on the car, which makes me feel good. Although with the cost of this trip, 
there's no meat, there's no meat left to make any money on the car yeah which is which i like like i like doing that but for me i like the car it's special enough mm-hmm. that it makes me feel like i own something unique which is important to me right and uh i was honestly the journey was awesome you know everything i did it sounds like and, it was quite an adventure uh yeah so on that note guys um we hope that you tune into this coming episode on friday yes which is valentino balboni is coming on and please head over to itunes leave us a five-star review if you could um head over to patreon.com slash overcrest sign up and help support the show and get some exclusive content <laughs> buy, um, buy chris a meal <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if people realize that how much of a how much of a labor of love this podcast is for yeah. both of us this is it, it's a huge time commitment for jake it it's a huge time commitment for me and we do this because we love it you know that's, that's all it is we're, we're i mean there's thousands of dollars with none of neither of us have made any money <laughs> nope at all and um knowing that you guys are listening and the guys and the patreon supporters that we do have that help pay some of the rent here is, is awesome and i can't yeah. thank you guys enough for for being part of the show and spreading the word and um yeah that's it we'll see you guys on friday take, take care, care.